Welcome to the third episode of BDO Rethinking Resources. Today is Tuesday the 22nd of September and this is Martina Petrosino, your host. On this episode, I'm joined by Matt Crane, Audit Partner and Mining Lead at BDO UK, and Jules Smith, Principal Consultant and Team Lead for Energy Storage for the Middle East and Africa at the NBGL. Mine materials are the starting points in the supply chain for much of the global economy. At the same time, however, we know from a report recently published by McKinsey that the mining industry is currently responsible for 4-7% to of greenhouse gas emissions globally. If we add scope 3 emissions, which are the ones deriving from the processing and use of these materials, then we get to over 28% of global greenhouse gas emissions from the industry. Decarbonizing the industry is therefore critical to meeting global emissions targets, particularly as the mining industry provides for most of the critical raw materials that are essential to the energy transition. During this episode, we'll talk about the solution of renewable energy for powering mining operations, a solution that's become more and more popular with mining companies over the last year or so. We'll touch on the technical and cost benefits of the solution, as well as the risks and other issues to look out for. Matt, Jules, um, thank you for joining me today. I'll start from the very basics with a question to Matt. Matt, so what is the solution about and how come has there been so much more interest in it over the last year or so? Thanks, Martina. Um, So firstly, Mining is obviously one of the most energy intensive industries on the planet. So any technology that is cost effective reduces reliance on more traditional forms of energy, such as diesel powered generators, and helps offset some of that carbon cost of mining is going to be attractive and attractive interest. Renewable energy projects have existed on mine sites for a number of years. Um, so this isn't something that is is new. Um, for example, hydroelectric power can commonly use where the natural geography of a mine site allows this. The increase in interest for renewable energy projects over the last few years is really to do with a wider focus on sustainability. Renewable energy projects would sit in the centre of any mining company's ESG policy and also their social licence to operate. Any project which provides that efficiency, so protection against power interruption from unreliable grid supplies, greater flexibility in terms of energy source. So one one risk for mining companies is where you get volatility in, in traditional fuel pricing and also helps the company to offset its carbon footprint, um, an area which is under increasing scrutiny is going to be attractive. Obviously, alongside this, rapid improvements in the technology and the cost of these kinds of projects have meant that they've become more attractive. Thank you, Matt. Um, Well, as you mentioned, renewables on mine sites are not entirely new if we consider hydropower, but there has been increasing interest in the last couple of years and perhaps more with other kinds of renewables technologies. Jules, at the MBGL, you will have seen a few of these projects been actually implemented recently. Would you be able to run us through what are some of the technical and commercial benefits of implementing the solution? And also, what kinds of renewables technologies are the ones that have proved more successful than others so far? Yeah, first I would like to yeah definitely agree with Matt that yeah, we see the same drivers for, for implementing these new technologies. So focusing on uh, diesel fuel saving, uh, enhancing security of supply and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. 
Um, I would say what would the, be the most successful technologies currently are definitely solar PV uh, in combination with battery energy storage. It's the, both these technologies are, are very reliable and quite easy to install on the existing sites and they provide very uh, predictable fuel savings. Uh, especially the last year or two, uh, battery energy storage uh, prices have been coming down uh, to a level where it makes economic sense to, to add these to your site. And especially when you have existing on-site generators, as uh, batteries would allow you to operate these at, at higher load factors and at a more, in a more efficient, efficient way. And uh, yeah, batteries also help with integrating larger amounts of, of, of solar and even wind on your side because they can, yeah, they can uh, cover any fluctuations coming from these renewables so you can keep uh, supplying stable power uh, to your mining operations. Sounds great. Thanks, Jules. Um, we've mainly talked about the positives so far. Naturally, the more these projects get to completion, the more the possibility of scaling them up becomes a reality. But of course, there will always be risks, particularly at an early stage of uh, the uptake of a solution. On that note, Matt, what are some of the risks for project developers and lenders to consider? Yeah, so I think the major risk for any project developer and lender um, would really just be in the in the development. So, for example, if you were in the construction of a new mine and a renewable project together, you have this double project risk in terms of the overall development. If the project doesn't get up and running or the mine goes into some kind of financial difficulty, is the project developer and lender just left with a dead, dead project? Um, Similarly, if a renewable project is set up before the mine goes into production, how does the project developer and lender deal with no supply? Is there access to a wider grid from the site that this could be this risk could be mitigated? But in some more remote locations, that could be a bit of an issue. Um, if the project was a portable solar PV solution, then obviously that helps reduce some of that development risk for both the project developer and the ultimate lender. I think some of the other risk probably sits within legislative gaps and that could create risk for both the developer and lender. Um, so in some countries, it's clear that legislation regarding renewable projects, off-grid projects, is not quite up to the level that you would have for common general electricity companies and how the lender and the project developer protect against that risk. So what happens if the mining company loses its license or there's some change in the overall regulation? Um, there's some change to the regulation in which the sustainable energy is produced, tax regimes, um, duties, etc. These are all risks that any developer and financier would face. Thank you, Matt. Um, so we've touched on the financial and legal challenges, um, but from a configuration or slash technical perspective instead, where are some of the challenges there? Yeah, there's a few technical challenges, I would say, but most yeah, are as, indeed, as Matt said, on the financial and legal side. Um, one of the technical challenges uh, might be if you add this uh, a hybrid renewable energy supply to an existing mine, you have to yeah, do this in a way that you minimize the interruption of the, the current operations, which might be sometimes complicated depending on the, yeah, the design of the mine energy system, but often can be done. One other uh, challenge might be a lack of expertise in operating and maintaining solar PV 
wind or uh, energy storage assets. Uh, but most of these, especially solar PV and uh, storage, require very little uh, maintenance. So it's not uh, something that can't be overcome. Uh, one other challenge is maybe more on the economic side, but that you need uh, accurate load forecasting to ensure that you have a reliable supply of energy uh, through, through the year and also in future years. As often, uh, yeah, mines, mine projects are, keep developing and expanding or closing down sections, which greatly influence the actual uh, demand of the mine. But yeah, in general, all these, let's say, uh, te technical challenges are quite possible to be overcome. It's more indeed on the yeah on the financial side that there is a risk. Great, thank you, Jules. Um, in terms of financing options, I've seen a few mining companies applying for bonds and also uh, multilateral development banks issuing facilities for mining companies to support on their climate-related objectives. Uh, Matt, in BDO, we work with mining companies on different types of financings. And on that note, in the specific, what are some of the financing options available to miners who want to consider the solution? Yeah, thanks, Martina. There are, um, there's loads of different financing options that are open to companies, um, but I can run through a few of these in turn. So um, you mentioned bonds, so the green bond market. Um, so whilst this is still a fairly small proportion of the global bond market, it's, it's a very fast growing sector. Um, there's obviously some setup costs and ongoing reporting costs for a, a green bond when you compare it to a traditional bond, um, because you, you obviously have to demonstrate that the money's being invested in green or socially responsible and sustainable activities. However, clearly something like a renewable energy project would sit in that, that category and that's certainly an option for any mining company. Um, you mentioned funds. So um, as an example, the World Bank is a climate smart mining facility that they set up to help with um, sustainable um, extraction of mineral resources in developing countries and the use of clean energy technology. Um, so again renewable energy projects would sit squarely um, in, in in those kind of categories um, there's lots of examples of sustainability linked financing so these are where low, you have low loan facilities where the interest margin is linked to performance against certain esg kpis um, and these have to be verified by an independent third party However, I can see how a renewable energy project could help open up a wider financing arrangement, which is ESG linked. Um, so where a mining company might take out a, uh, a, a wider lending facility um, and the overall financing for the renewable project just gets incorporated into this. And then obviously there are traditional long-term corporate PPAs for renewable projects, and these still make sense. So, for example, in Chile, with the country's rapid development of renewable power, means that a number of examples of major mining companies who um, have increasingly signed renewable power PPAs to power operations in country. Yeah, well, it's great to see that there are all of these options available. Uh, but now looking at what the industry has actually done so far in this space in the last couple of years, um, what are some of the examples of companies that have already implemented um, this successfully? And also, um, does the successful implementation generally tend to have anything to do with uh, regulatory regimes in project countries? Yeah, there's definitely more and more companies that do this. And I would say it's, it's mostly yeah, there's different ways where, where it's implemented successfully. It could be that the 
the mining company would actually contract an independent power producer that would install these assets on the site and operate them for them. So it's uh, outside of the, the mining company's core, core competences. And that would also mean that they don't have to invest any capital or the mine yeah, can develop it themselves and yeah, get this uh, expertise uh, in-house, which of course means that they have uh, further cost benefits. Um, because yeah, most of the yeah the risk are on the financial side. Yeah, it's, I would say that's the the main area where that are important to look at uh, for success. And just to add to that, so some examples of um, mining companies who are using renewable projects on their operations. So um, back in 2019, Goldfield announced plans to predominantly operate its Agnew mine in Western Australia using renewable energy. Um, and this involved a partnership with a global energy company to create a, a microgrid which combined wind, solar, gas, battery, um, battery storage. Um, and this project was actually supported by the Australian government, um, where one of their agencies directly invested into the project. Another good example, and I've already spoken about Chile and its um, focus on sustainability, is um, Antofagasta. Um, that moved the Zaldivar mine to be the first to operate using 100% renewable energy. And that mine was powered by a mix of hydro, solar, wind. Um, and the expectation was it to remove emissions equivalent to 350,000 tonnes of greenhouse gases per year. Um, and just as another example where you don't have just a pure renewable um, solution. So Agreco, which is a UK-based power generation company, is a hybrid power system which combines diesel and solar. And they've provided the, this to the uh, Fisher Mine in Eritrea, which is owned by the Chinese mining group Zhejin. Great. And great to see that there is movement, including with local governments getting involved. Um, of course, as we know, often that's an important element to the successful takeoff of a new technology or, or solution. So thank you both. We've come to the end of this episode. So I just want to say thank you for your time uh, walking us through these new exciting developments. And uh, it will be exciting also to see how many other miners take this opportunity to make the switch. Um, thanks again and uh, catch you soon. Yeah, thanks, Martina. It's nice to be thanks, here. Thanks, Martina. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of BDO Rethinking Resources. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed, please feel free to contact me or any of the other BDO team members. Catch you soon.